Dominique et les caniques s'en allaient tout simplement Dieu, pauvre chantant. Just trust me, okay? This is Michael, and I'm here tonight with the lovely Dominique. Hello, darling. Hi. So tonight, you are here for our Life Journey series. So we are going to be talking about your journey so far through life, of course. So you have shared a little bit of your story already before on another series, but yours was more focused on just um, the getting through divorce, um, finding yourself um, with God, and all that kind of thing, correct? Yes. Okay, so Mm -hmm. today we are going to make sure... No holds barred, whatever goes on, because the biggest thing that I wanted to accomplish with this series was other people have gone through what most other people have gone through at some point or another in some way, shape, or form. A lot of people have the tendency to think, oh my gosh, my my circumstance is so unique and so special. No one else is going to get it. Somebody somewhere gets it. Mm-hmm. So... For anyone out there that's listening, we hope that maybe this will make you feel a little bit like you're not alone in whatever journey you may be in. So let's hear it from the best. Where did you grow up? Where were you born? Um, So I grew up in Southern California uh, in Orange County, to be precise. Um, I was actually born in Denver, but then my mom was a single mom and moved us to California and... That's where I lived and grew up, basically, most of my childhood. We were there till I was 16. Okay, so mm-hmm. what caused you guys to move at 16? Um, so my parents, uh, my mom did eventually marry. I had a stepdad, and we had a very um, like financially unstable uh, upbringing. Upbringing, yeah. Gotcha. So um, I think... It's actually kind of a long story, but... That's what we're here for. <laughs> I know, like, where do I even start? Okay, so, first of all, you said that your mother eventually married. So, yes. how long was she raising you as a single mother? Uh, I was probably, like, three. So, my stepdad was in my life as long as I can remember. So... Okay, and your stepdad, you said when you were three? Yeah. And what happened at 16? You said that you moved. Yeah, we moved. Well, we ended up moving to Washington State. So my mom, I grew up in a home. I had a very dysfunctional family, and my mom had uh, bipolar. Um, She was diagnosed with different things at different times, but really pretty much as long as I could remember, she just, she had a lot of emotional issues. Um, What year are we looking at that you um, were growing up in Orange County versus when you got to Washington? Um, well, wait, say I'm sorry. Were you in Colorado? No, no, no. It was Orange County. So my mom, um, my mom started like therapy. Um, she started trying to like find a path towards healing and getting more healthy. Um, she, she ended up starting, you know, therapy. And this is when you were how old? Um, let's see. I was probably like, I don't know, maybe like seven or eight. Okay. So what year were you guys leaving Orange County? Uh, I was 16, and uh, yeah, so let's see, it was 96? Okay, so so you left? Yes. And what year was it again? I'm guessing somewhere around 96. Okay, so it was 96. I'm so bad at keeping track of the years. Uh, That's okay, so it's 1996, Uh and then you moved to? 
we moved to Washington State. Right. And, um, yeah, I was heartbroken because I had, like, left a boyfriend behind and all my right. friends and all my life. And so it was really difficult for me. Um, but, you know, I just started to make new friends. And um, that's eventually I w- met my my ex-husband. Um, we met in high school. In Washington. In Washington. Okay. And I got pregnant. At how old? I was 17. And now I know that right now you have a really strong sense of faith and all of this. Was that how you were raised or is that where no. you went later? No, I I wasn't raised like that in my home, but I did have a best friend and her family would take me to church. And you were one of how many? How many siblings do you have? I had I was one of five okay. in the home. And Oldest, middle, youngest? I was in the middle. Okay. So, and really... I just, it's hard to explain, but I mean, I grew up in a home where I just, I didn't really feel like a lot of, um, love. So. In what way? Was she just never really home? No, it's. Or were you more so burdened with having to be like more of the mother figure or. No, no. It was more of like, I mean, cause she had periods where she was somewhat stable. Okay. But I think it's just mostly too, because like I didn't grow up with like my biological dad in the picture and I think that that feeling of like being abandoned or not feeling worthy. Okay. Like, why didn't he want me? Why didn't he, you know? Right. So I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that as well. Yeah. So I think I just can always remember feeling like I imagined my dad would come rescue me and he'd be so amazing and this hero. And then, so that I think put me into this fantasy of just wanting someone to love me. So speaking of romance. speaking about your dad, what happened to him? Where was he during all of this? Well, they didn't really have like a relationship when she got pregnant with me. They were just sort of dating and they got pregnant and he didn't like they just didn't have a future together. So she moved away and you know, he didn't really reach out Okay. To have much of a relationship. And um, so that's kind of where it was. But I so were desperately you th- wanted that. Were you the only child between the two of them? Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. how you have uh, four other siblings, correct? Yes. And um, how many, like, are they all from the same other or no, how? So my mom had, I have an older sister with that my mom had. And, um, and then she had me. And then my stepdad had a son. Okay. I had a stepbrother. And then my mom had two children with my stepdad. Gotcha. Okay. So then, yeah. Okay. And are all of you still really close? Um, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. But the amazing thing is that now I'm very close with my sisters from from my dad, my biological dad. Um... I was able to connect with them over the years, and now I'm very close with them. Oh, well, that's really good. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that's an amazing part to the whole story is just the being able to, you know, build a relationship with later. them. Yeah, because, like, I didn't know them as a kid, and they didn't even know I was I existed. Right. So it's been incredible to build that relationship with them. Okay, so you guys got there, and you said that you got pregnant at how old? I was 17. So what was that like? What happened at oh home? Oh, gosh. Yeah, so explain well, how you found out and how you went on to tell your mother. Well, um, 
finding out. Um, well, it was just the surprise, but I just kind of like I didn't have a lot of supervision. I didn't okay. I didn't have like parents that like um you know, enforced a lot of rules okay. or I was very mature in a lot of ways. Like I always hung out with older people, mm-hmm. but obviously I was 17 and you know, there's other like things I should have been doing and not doing that I didn't have that supervision. So when I told my mom, she just was kind of like, okay, you know, I don't think you should get an abortion. Were you scared to tell her? Honestly, I really, I mean, I was nervous about disappointing her in a lot of ways, but I knew she wouldn't be the kind of, like, she wasn't going to get angry. And I just wanted to digress for one moment. Now, you said that your mother had moments of stability, but also moments of instability. Right. And for those out there, like, I myself, I don't have a lot of experience um, with dealing with people that have those types of mental issues, Mm -hmm. like you were talking about. Mm -hmm. So... What does instability look like when you saw it from your mother? What was happening when you were like, okay, she's off her meds or she needs to talk to someone? What did that look like? What happened? Um, well, one thing about her just, you know, she she had a really terrible childhood. Like okay. terrible. Like she was she was abused. She was, so I don't know, you know, I, I believe that um, for people, you can maybe have like a chemical dream you know, disposition, but also like she had, she had such a terrible upbringing and a lot of abuse. She basically didn't have a chance. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the whole nature versus nurture situation. She just had the worst combination of everything, you know? So, um, because what I'm getting at is with you not being necessarily so concerned to tell her, I was wondering if you might have been fearful just because her reactions were completely, you never knew what you were going to get with no, her being because, bipolar. No, no. Well, because with her, it was more of like neglect. Okay. It wasn't like she would get mad. It's almost like oh, okay. I wish she would have gotten mad. Right. She just like, was not really just, emotionally right. available. She was not exactly. She was not emotionally available. Okay. She didn't. Like, she wouldn't get dressed. She wouldn't get out of bed. She would close wow. all the blinds. She would just kind of shut the world out. Okay. And so I pretty much just felt alone. And and so I didn't really I didn't really feel like I had parents. So I had a best friend, and she had, like, a much more, like, stable, you know, seemingly stable home <laughs> and parents that loved her. So I would spend a lot of time over there, and they took me to church. Okay. And that's where I kind of began, like, you know. And you're how old at this point that they're taking you to church? Um, I was probably, like, 10 or 11. I mean, I was in elementary school when I became friends with her, and then it, like, progressed. But, um... Because I've encountered with a lot of people that they come from homes where the parents are not necessarily very active. Maybe the mom is tired, Mm -hmm. depressed, whatever, or the mom and dad aren't getting along or whatever, that they kind of seek out that need for a parent with their friend's parents. So is that kind of where you were with that friend that you were going to church with? It's hard because I'm so thankful that I got to be a part of that family and see like how a mom should be. Not not that my friend's mom was perfect. She definitely wasn't. Right. But just to see, you know, the things she did, like making dinner, checking on homework, doing, you know, just taking her shopping, those kind of things. I didn't have that. So when it got hard at times though, because I kind of felt like, well, I'm just the friend. I'm just the friend on the, 
you know, doing these things with you, but it's like I'm on the outside. Right. So again, that, that like feeling of just, well, I'm here, I'm tagging along, but I'm not really in the family. I'm not really like a part of this. Right. And that got kind of hard too over the years, you know, like my friend would go shopping and she'd get new clothes, a whole new wardrobe and school shopping. And I was like, not getting any of that. Yeah. You're like, I wish I knew. I wish I knew what that was like. I was like, I wish I knew what it's like to get new clothes and have those things. Cause we just, we would, like I said, go through so many times of like financially having nothing, nothing. Yeah. You said that um, a big reason why you guys moved was because of the financial instability. Yeah. So my mom actually got involved with her therapist. Okay. And left my stepdad. Wow. Okay. And then got back together with my stepdad and then sued her therapist. Okay. So, I mean, doesn't that sound like the craziest thing you've ever, like... I would say yes, except I kid nah, you not, I I'm literally... Sure, I'm sure you've heard crazy. No, I literally have a friend um, that I'm really close with still that she went through the entire same thing with her therapist. And it was a nightmare. It's, I would imagine that for those who, I don't know, don't have morals, that (laughs) it kind of crosses that line. Like, that's that's insane to me. But so you got to see it from the child's perspective, seeing your mother go through it. Yeah, because like I said, she, she was very vulnerable. Absolutely. Like, she, I do think she did the best she could with the amount of with what she was able to do. But know? I mean, that's why they have so, a morality code exactly. of ethics. And, exactly. you know, she, people don't go seeking a shrink because they're good. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, of course she she built this bond with this person. Oh and my then, gosh. Yeah. So anyway, that kind of started that. And so then we moved and, you know. Yeah, and that takes us back to when you found out that you were pregnant. And yeah. when you found out you were pregnant, this friend of yours that you were going to church with they were in um, California, right? Yeah, so okay. I wasn't really close to them anymore. Right. So when you got up there and you found this out, you shared it with your mother. Mm-hmm. And did you have any close friends at this point? Because you had just moved. No, no. I mean, we'd been there like a year or two years, I think. Um, did you tell your friends first? Or yeah, you... I, told, okay. I told like some of my friends. Um, I was just scared because I had a lot of plans I wanted to travel. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to do a lot. So at 17, where did you think you wanted to go with your life before you found out that you were pregnant? What were you thinking? College? Traveling? Yeah, I was thinking college and traveling. Honestly, I was like thinking about the Peace Corps or like, I just wanted to help people. I wanted to go travel and help people. That is definitely in keeping with you. (laughs) Yeah. I just, that was my thing. I just thought, I just want to go see all these cultures. I want to go explore things. And I just. So you're 17 and pregnant. mm -hmm. Is your first thought that crosses your mind, my life is over? Yeah. Is that what you thought? Yeah, it is. I I just thought, you know, how am I going to do anything now? Okay. And then I had a couple teachers take me aside and say, you know, you should. You should give this baby up for adoption. Wow. You probably won't be the greatest parent. You're so young. Wow. And they're like, there's, we have a family. That so was, this is like 97, 98? At this point it was 98. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, we have a family we know and they could take this baby and you'll be fine. And, and I was just like. I don't know about you, but that's shocking to me that in 1998, that's the advice. 
So yeah. I don't know if maybe it's because it's Washington State or, mm-hmm. I mean, just in 1998 for it to be such an old mentality to be like, oh, just give the kid away. You're going to be a bad parent. Let's write it off. That's yeah. horrible. Yeah, they, they tried to say it in a nice way. Like, we just think you had such a bright future and you should just... <laughs> And I was like, what? Wow. I was, you know, very shocked. And, um, but I just. What was your gut telling you at that time? Did you already know there's, this is what's supposed to happen. I, I've just got to keep going. Yeah. I just have to keep going. And I guess I just sort of looked at it like, okay, just, you know, I don't know how you look at it when you just. So how did the father deal with it? My ex-husband, he was actually happy. He was fine with it. He. How old was he at the time? He was like 19. Okay. So, so he was happy, but like in a sweet. Because, yeah, because I don't think he's, he wasn't like thinking responsibly, I guess. Not that, okay. I mean, I don't know. And then at that point, it was just like, we just had each other. So it was like, right. okay, we're just going to do this and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And you just keep going. You know? So what was he doing? Was he working? He was working, uh, yeah. Like, what was his plan? He was going to go do what? <laughs> he didn't really have a plan. He was working, like, a fast food job at one point. He was working at, like, a truck lining place. He was just doing all kinds of stuff. So yeah. moving forward, so that mm-hmm. we, I know what you want to say, Do you? how do you want us to talk about him? Just father of the kids, or you want to say his name, or what? Or his first initial? Uh, we'll just say my ex-husband. Okay. So your ex-husband. So <laughs> yeah. your ex-husband's plan was no plan. You had a plan, which was no plan as well. So what ended up manifesting after you told your mother? Was she of the same consensus that you're good with this, you should do this, and I'm going to help you? Or what was she saying? She just, she was just like, okay. Like, I think she cried a little, but she was just like, okay, you know, I think this is, you're going to, she didn't really have any Words of wisdom Words or anything. Of wisdom. Yeah. But honestly. you said she also was never really emotionally available anyway. Right. She just she just kinda said, you know, I don't think you should get an abortion. Uh, I think, you know, you should try to have this, you know, do the best you can. That's kind of what I got from the situation. I mean, I had her support, but it wasn't like um I I had her support, I guess, in a sense. The the amount of support she could actually offer. So what was your stepdad's? Um, I think he was just kind of, I don't honestly remember him saying anything or having anything, you know. It's just, all of that is very shocking to me that it was just like your reception of like exclamations was non-existent. Yeah, that, but that's, that's really how, I mean, that's really how it was. I don't really feel like I had a lot of support. Did you feel like, did you feel shocked? You're just like, is anyone going to like say something like no. everyone's just like well here you no, are because you have to imagine that's what i was used to oh, like true. I, I didn't really i don't know you're like why change now i didn't know any different wow you know i didn't know any different i i i know like at one point i ran away and i don't even think that they called the police like they weren't gonna go looking for me it's oh, not like gosh. like i could have just moved out and they wouldn't have cared so looking back now on that section of your life when you were that age and you had run away, knowing they weren't going to look for you, you had no repercussions. What do you think about that looking back now, knowing all that you know now? Does it, is it daunting to you? Like, mom, what in the, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, I think for like through my twenties, I had periods of time where I was angry and I would try to say stuff to her. Like, you know, why weren't you a better mom or try to get across like passive aggressive? Yeah. Like try to, I don't know, try to change that. But 
I'm just not at that place anymore in my life where okay. I feel like I need my parents to fulfill some need for me. I don't, I just think they're just people. They're right. people that made mistakes just like me. They're human and I can't, I've, I've just lost the desire to try to make them feel that for me. So on and, that note, well, before we keep moving forward, mm-hmm. we're going to take a moment to say hello to a sponsor and we'll be right back. Welcome back. So we left off talking about that you had told your mother mm-hmm. that you were pregnant and she literally had no reaction. And you basically, I mean, she teared up. She got a little bit maybe frazzled for a split second because I guess you guys were in the car or something like this. Mm-hmm. And so what happened from that point forward? So clearly you had to just go, okay, I got to. Well, and just also to say on a positive side of that, like she didn't, she didn't shame me. Right. Which is good. Absolutely. And I think that that's important. But at the same time, like, everything that led up to me getting pregnant, I wish... Well, I can't really say that either because I'm happy I had my son. But she should have been more, um, you know... Alert and (laughs) present. Yeah. Yes, to... So that I wouldn't have gotten pregnant in the first place. Clearly, right. If she had been maybe a little more involved. But um, aside from that, though, the main thing I wanted to point out, too, was that you said that she basically told you, I don't think abortion is an option. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big thing, too. Well, she would have let me if I wanted to. But she was just saying, like... I don't think you should. She was saying I that she had had one when she was a young girl and she regretted it and it it hurt, you know. so That's important to note, too, because that that probably weighed heavily with you. It did. Had, honestly, had abortion even crossed your mind? No. Okay. No, I just didn't think I could personally do that. That right. wasn't, you know. Yeah, because if she couldn't deal with it, you certainly knew that you were not going to be able to carry that. <laughs> so yeah. that was just, yeah, I just, that didn't really feel like an option for me. Okay. So mm-hmm. moving forward. So at this point in time, you were about to graduate. Is that right? Yeah. So when I graduated from high school, I was six months pregnant. Wow. Mm-hmm. So did they treat you differently, make you go to a different school? Well, uh, yes. I went to a continuation school. Okay. Um, and yeah, but I still graduated. I got through that. So what did you switch your plan to now? Because you said you were hoping that you were going to go to college and you were going to go do all this traveling. So what did you end up switching that to? I don't really think I had a plan in my mind. I just, once I had my son, I just thought about how can I be a good mom? And your ex-husband? Yeah. What did he do? Was he working? Yeah, he was working. We got married when my son Liam was three months old. Okay. And we just you know, started to try to do good job as a parent, as parents and take care of him. And my ex-husband started, uh, drinking heavily. Like right away. He, yeah. I mean, and I think once my son was born, I just wasn't thinking like that anymore. I was, you know, about drinking or like partying. Oh, okay. So were you a partier, um, while you were in high school at all? A little bit, but honestly, not that much. Okay, not, so not meanwhile, really. he was drinking enough for the both of you. Yeah, he was. Okay. And 
we didn't even know each other that well. So to, to just start a family together, we, we'd only been dating like three months. I mean, we just right. really didn't know each other. And I was, how, how could you at 17, you know, know even your, start making that decision, yeah, to start making a life decision, like marriage with somebody and planning your life when you, you're hardly mature enough, you know, you don't even know yourself yet. So absolutely. I had no idea what I was doing, obviously. Um, but once my son came, I just knew I wanted to be a good mom. I wanted to give him like a, a better childhood than I had. Right. And that's what I tried to do. So that became really my focus. And me and my ex-husband got separated and we'd get back together and then separated because of the drinking, because his drinking got out of control. So this is, you are 17, he's 19 at this time. And at that young age, he's already out of control. Yeah, he started, yeah. And he would kind of have some big, uh, you know, meltdown or something. And then we would... I'd be like, okay, you need to leave or whatever. And then he'd come back. I'm sorry. I'm going to change. I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm going to fix this, you okay. know. And we would go like a period of time where things were okay. But then um, it would just always go back to not being good. Um, so how so- long was it? Because clearly I know some of your story, the latter mm-hmm. part. I don't necessarily know the beginning part, which is what this is all about. So you guys broke up, got back together, broke up, got back together several times. Mm-hmm. So how long um, before it led to another child? So he he ended up joining the Navy. Okay. And um, we moved across um, the country over to Chicago and then so what year eventually to Virginia Beach. So that was, um, gosh, I guess like 2001 or something. Okay. And um, it seemed like he... I don't know. Well, he started to get better for for a period of time. We had our we got pregnant with our second son. It was four years between our first and second son. Okay. And um, he got like a DUI, and at that point, I was just like, "I'm done. I can't do this anymore." Right. Because he, like I said, he would go periods where it seemed like things were getting better. So that's you know, we had another child. You know, we got pregnant with my second son, and things started moving that you know, moving forward. And I assume with him joining the military, you thought, okay, this will probably reel him in. Yeah. And I thought things were were getting better. Um, And then um, I really gave more of my life to seeking God, to uh, going to church. Like I really felt like an emptiness and I wanted to get a lot of healing. So as I started to get more involved in church, read the Bible more, um, pursue like a real relationship with God, a real relationship with Jesus Christ. That's when I felt, uh, like things started to get better for you, for me, but also I thought he was too. Like, so was he going to church with you? Yeah. He was going to church with me. He wasn't drinking. Okay. Um, and then, so through that period, it was like seven or eight years. That things were pretty solid. Yeah, things were good. And that's when he was traveling a lot, though, too. So he was able to hide things from me. He was able to hide that he was still drinking. He was able to hide the things he was doing. So you found that stuff out later. When I Yes. So eventually, years later, and like, you know, four, you know, three kids after, you know, five total kids. Right. um, Finding out about a lot of things he was doing was very shocking to me. Right. Cuz he I thought he had gone this whole time without drinking and things were good. So, how old had you already had all the children by the time all of this started to come to light? When it all came to light, yeah. My my youngest was was, was uh like 18 months old. 
So how did you find out? What led to that? Well, I, I don't know how, but I actually got him to confess. Wow. I just had like this feeling in my spirit that he wasn't telling me things. And I started to just kind of see little things he was doing and like with the bank account. And I just started feeling like, I just don't think I can trust you. I feel like you're not being honest about who you are. He was hiding smoking, which doesn't seem like a big thing. But to me, it was like... If you're hiding that, what else? Yeah, you're going outside. You're wearing a glove. You're like hiding on the side of the house. You're, you know... If you're doing that, what else, who are you? What what else can't you tell me? Mm. And I just, that to me was very disturbing. And then to come to find out he had cheated on me multiple times. I just felt so Sick. hurt and crushed. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, I thought you were going to work and, you know, um, you know, just... You thought he was representing getting our better. family. Yeah, representing our family with honor. And I just felt so humiliated. Like okay. all these years I was here, your your wife, your Navy wife, like keeping the house, taking care of the kids, supporting your career, supporting your goals. And I'm, you know, and, and I was content. I was happy. I thought we had a good marriage. And then to find out. It was all a sham. Yeah, he, he was doing kind of like a double life and not being honest. And so we, what year was it that you found all this out and got him to confess? That was 2012. Okay. So in 2012, all of a sudden, everything just comes out. It's exposed. Yeah. So instinctively, are you like, okay, let's let's continue to try to work on this? Or are you like, you know what, this is it? Well, actually, the day I found out, I I just told him, you need to leave this house as quickly as possible. That's, I was so angry that I couldn't yell or scream or do anything or cry. I just right. I just knew like he needed to leave the house immediately. And I was so, you know, my tone, it was just so much like that. Like, you need to leave this house as quickly as possible. Now, a lot of times what ends up happening when people are with a spouse that has an excessive, like uncontrollable drinking problem, especially for that long, a lot of people will see a lot of aggression, a lot of posturing, arguing, as well as physicality. Did you have to experience any of that, or was no. the worst of it he just hid it from you? No, he, we, we actually never argued. Wow, we didn't. He, he was really sweet to me. He was the kind of husband who would bring you coffee in the morning and wow, constantly just say positive things. He he encouraged me. He wasn't like a bad person. I just think that he just struggled with being honest with himself about who he was and being honest with me. And, um, I just can't, for me, it was like, um, I feel like he was just in struggling with being a pathological liar. Right. Absolutely. I mean, mean, that's what it sounds like. He sounds very much like he was just hiding, manipulative, making sure that it seemed okay on the surface. And then until he could just get away long enough to go do what he really wanted to do. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure some of it was sincere, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, at the same time, I just felt like I can't continue living my life and letting someone else's bad choices drag me through the mud. You Absolutely. Know? This is, this can't be my life. And I just saw myself, you know, 50, at 50 years old, like, this man is just going to keep doing this and he's just going to leave me one day. Or, and what am I going to, you know have for myself like I just put up with this my whole life and let somebody you know abuse me and use me and so you've 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 talked a lot about 
how he was as a person and as your husband, how was he as a father? He was actually a, a good father. Okay. He was around, you know, he, he was the kind of dad who would get on the floor and play and just like, he, he helped a lot. He changed diapers. He was involved. He'd be like, no, go get your hair done. I'll take care <laughs> of things. You know, right. like he was, he was good with all that. Um, but unfortunately it's not the case today. Like he's not that kind of dad now. Okay. And, um, so you told him to leave, um, and he needed to leave and quickly he never came back. in 2012 Yeah, yeah he and was, he never came back. Yeah. After that day, he never, I never let him move back in the house. Wow. So, so how long did he take to get out? He just was like packed his stuff and was gone in like 30 minutes. He was gone in like very quickly, wow. like less than 30 minutes. Cause that's how the look on my face was like. It needs to be fast <laughs> so that I don't lose it. Yeah. Which for those who don't know Dominique, which is probably the majority of who's listening, that's, I don't even know what that would look like. Because <laughs> I was just like so hurt, right. so disappointed, so like shocked by the whole thing. Where were the kids? Um, I mean, and they were all so young. They were all just around me. And that's the other thing. When you're a parent, you can't just lose it. Your kids are like watching you. You right. can't have a total breakdown in front of your kids you have to try to keep it together and that was one of the hardest parts of going through my divorce was like trying to keep it together and I didn't always do that perfectly they've seen me fail at that they've seen me have breakdowns and cry and stuff but you know as best I could I wanted them to think you know to feel through this to feel stable to feel like mom's got it you know we're gonna be okay and so that's that was a huge goal for me so 2012 the bottom of your marriage falls out finally. Yeah. After all this time. So he goes, now when he leaves, all this time that you've been at home and mm-hmm. you've been raising the kids and being the perfect navy wife and all of this, are you working at all? No, that's the thing. Like I was a stay-at-home mom. I was active in my church. I was leading a women's Bible study. I was, you know, but I w- I was volunteering at my kids' school. But that was it. And that's what I'm getting at, too. So it's like he goes and he's left you with no like ambition for like where you were going, like to continue building on something because the marriage is gone. Yeah. So what ended up happening? So you're in the house that you guys own at that time. Yes. Okay. And so I was just thinking to myself, how how in the world am I going to do this with like five kids? I have. I have a high school education, but honestly, barely. I, you know, I barely graduated from high school. Okay. And, um, yeah, so I was thinking, how am I going to do this? I looked at different options. I how started, old were you at this time when, in 2012 when he I left? I guess I was like 32, no, yeah, somewhere. So you're like 32 at the same, facing the same dilemmas that like mm-hmm. an 18-year-old is facing. Like, what do I do for a yeah. career? Except I have five people counting on me. Right, exactly. So I can't just go crash on someone's couch or, right. you know, like leave my problems and go to another state. Like I just, these people are counting on me. So fortunately I did, you know, my ex-husband did um, do spousal support, child support at that time. I mean, so it wasn't like I was completely on my own and at that time. So he was still having gainful yeah, employment in the military. Yeah, he was still in the military. So I did have that support coming in. But I knew that I wouldn't have that forever. And I knew that there was a really good chance that he wasn't going to be as stable as he was for very long. I, so, saw the, I saw that, you know, the stuff he struggled with, that it 
similar to my mom, how they go in and out of stable periods. And I was like, this is not, I can't count on this forever. I have to think ahead and I have to plan for how I'm going to take care of my kids, no matter what he decides to do. Right. So 17 year old Dominique, before you were pregnant, you were thinking that you were going to go join the Peace Corps or go to college. (laughs) What did you want to be as far as um, a career went? Did you have an idea at that time? Um, I thought about, I wanted to, actually wanted to go to law school. Okay. Something like that. I also, (laughs) so it's kind of funny, I thought about acting. Okay. But I really just had a desire to, I just wanted to help people. I just wanted to go. In whatever way that looked like. Yeah. So at 32 and all of that just happened. And now you need to go into the workforce. What's your first thought at that time? What did you start figuring out that you were going to do first? Well, my main, at that time, I wasn't thinking as much about what I'd love to do or how right. to fulfill. Like, you thought about what need. you needed to do. Yes. I thought about how can I make the most money, but still be here for my kids. Okay. That so was the main thing. What'd you do? So I decided, I started researching careers um, and looking at, you know, what am I good at? What is going to provide? What is going to take care of us? So... Eventually, after a couple ideas, you know, didn't become the thing, I was like, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to go to nursing school. I think I'm going to try. And I remember telling a couple friends, and I, I had like a, a well-meaning friend just say to me, well, how are you going to do that? And, of course, he didn't mean it in a mean way, but he was just It just being, seemed unrealistic because yeah, you had five kids. Yeah, he was being practical. Like, how do you really plan to do that? It's such a hard program. You know, you have these kids. How is, how is that going to happen for you? Right. And I had other people say it too, but I just remember that day. And I just looked at him like, I don't know, you know, but I'm going to try. Okay. So really at the time, I... So what were you doing for work at first? Oh, well, I I got a job at Pier 1 Imports. Uh Uh-huh. I always loved shopping there. And then soon as I knew my divorce was a reality, Mm -hmm. I I just went there and I'm like, I'm going to apply for a job. Okay. And I did. And I got the job and I just... You know, I enjoyed that. I think that was a really great outlet for me to help get me back into the workforce and, right. you know, helping me learn about myself. And um, so, yeah, I did that. And how long did you do that before you started figuring out, okay, I need to figure out an actual career path that I want to choose? And you had said you started looking at nursing very basically at the beginning. I did, when did yeah. you start actually getting to the point of applying and getting in? Uh, it was two years, so it was a year. It's like 2014. Yeah, so it was 2014. Okay. That I started, I I started in college doing prereqs. Wow. For college, for to get into nursing school. And how was that looking for you? As far as a lot of people have a difficult time trying to balance just existing in a college education, like getting the classes done and all this, you're having to figure out with five little ones going through uh, being separated as well as working at Pier 1 and going to school. How were you managing? It was so hard because first, first just to even start, you know, college at the community college I was at, I had to get through these math classes and math was always a struggle for me. Okay. And, um, I didn't, I mean, so I, I was starting, you know, with doing a pre-algebra. I, I don't remember ever being taught pre-algebra, which <laughs> right. is ridiculous. But right. so I started, you know, 
into college, having to learn that in just a matter of weeks, going to algebra, going to all these other courses. And um, it was just very hard, you know, and then having to have childcare for the kids, having to figure out like my job, just making the schedule work. And I just had to take it one day at a time. Yeah, that's hard. Just one day at a time. A lot, a lot of pressure was on you and you were just about to get started. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Take me to church, I was back at the 